Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the boys broadcasting live from the championship parade. Juju's got jokes and the Eagles aren't laughing. And could Frank Clark return to Kansas City in 2023? Now, two guys who cracked one, sparked one, and spanked one at about 5 a.m. today. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Well, that is one way to start the show. That, that's certainly one way to start the show. We are once again, though, Cody, on the site of a championship parade, parade day in Kansas City. We are two hours away from the parade starting here, which it will start up on 6th and Grand. We're at the Westin at Crown Center, and we are, what, Caddy Corner uh, from Union Station currently, which, of course, is where the stage is set. A much bigger stage, by the way, than what it was in 2020. They, they've upgraded the championship parade this go-around, Cody. Dude, the last time it was, like, just off to the right where that LVII was. Uh-huh. Felt kind of small. This looks like they're getting ready to put on a concert. It looks like draft-esque. Almost, yeah. almost like the draft is going to happen like there in, in a couple months. Although the draft stage, we saw those renderings and how uh, massive the stage is going to be for the draft in Kansas City. But uh, it is going to be a great day for Kansas City. We're on till 2 o'clock, of course. The actual festivities on the stage in terms of uh, some of the classic all-time moments we expect probably to experience, those are going to start around 145. Uh, that's the schedule time. As we know, they hop on and off the bus. They have some beers. They catch some beers. It'll probably be closer to 2 o'clock before the stage actually at Union Station is full of Super Bowl champions from this season. Uh, but we're going to bring it all to you right here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs. And all our parade coverage on 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Ag Power, who would like to congratulate our boys in red on winning the big game. Score big this spring with huge discounts on John Deere equipment. Visit agpower.com for more. And uh, we'll be following along uh, the text line still. We have that pulled up throughout the show. I bring that up because I'm curious where everybody's at. I'm curious where you're at. I'm curious what you're doing. And and some of you that did have to work today, I'm I'm curious how that conversation went with the boss today over on the Chase Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. But this is Cody and Gold. We are on location again today for the parade route. And, like, Think about what today is all about. Yes, it's 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 a championship yet again being celebrated in Kansas City, but this is not just the second Chiefs one. This is the third championship parade that we've had in the last decade in this t- in this city. Like that that's insane. Well, I'll be honest though, I'm not getting tired of it. Well, you never like should. For as much as for as much as we're like, oh, you know, this is the third championship parade. I'm not like disappointed we're standing here. This is awesome again. This already looks absolutely jam-packed like all near the stage done we're good there halfway up the liberty memorial lawn gold done we're packed there there's so many spots where you can still find a little inkling a little spot to get in but i mean it's already starting to pack up the parade doesn't start for two hours they're not going to be on this stage where it's already filling up for probably another three hours 
And yeah, I you know I, I know that we joke about that, and everybody wants to call themselves Title Town. Dude, Kansas City is getting really good at this. Talking about from like go back to Sporting in 2013, them, then the Royals in 15, then these two Super Bowl parades. Like I mean, it's getting I'm getting really used to it. And look, you're a Jayhawks fan. So you've <laughs> had a couple of those parties as well, including last year. In the last six years, Gold, for the teams you cheer for, you've celebrated like five, six championships. If you're just a Chiefs and Royals fan, three in the last eight years, you've stood here and been at one of these parades. And I just think that, like, I'm always just happy to be here. It's always just amazing to see, like, how many, how the city shuts down yeah. for this one I big thing. My kids are downstairs. They're ready to come up. We're outside, so I'm going to let them you know, <laughs> stay warm for a little bit longer. Ruby has already demanded airtime today, so I'm just oh going to warn you now. Nick, she says... She said, I want to go on the radio with you. I said, oh, well, what are you going to talk about? And then at first she said, Chiefs? I said, well, is that what you want to talk about? She said, no, she wants to talk about Rihanna. So is that cool with everybody? Oh, she's got some Rihanna hot she's takes. She's got some Rihanna takes. Okay, okay. That's going to happen at some point, it sounds like, uh, today as well. But you, you said what it means to this city. I mean, we, we've got a great view of, of the skyline in Kansas City, and we're obviously right by Union Station. But it's just cool, both of us and, and all three of us on the show, as a matter of fact, and so many of you uh, that are listening right now, growing up in Kansas City, and to see uh, our city continuing to be on this uh, this national stage and to see our city highlighted yet again today for another championship yep. is is pretty damn awesome. All man. over ESPN, CN, doesn't matter. Name every major network you can think of. It'll be these big aerial shots of hundreds of thousands of Kansas Cityans all sitting down here together enjoying it. Who are you most looking forward to, though? I mean, we like we we know the mo moment uh, in twenty twenty. One of the the fun moments was. On the stage, Travis Kelsey shouting out the Liberty Memorial. Shout out Liberty Memorial, <laughs> baby. Um, and look, I, I'm sure Travis Kelsey will have the microphone. Don't worry. Once again, this go around. Is there any? Is there anybody else though around 145 or so? Once they get up the stage, I know Mitch Holtis will will be kind of the, the master of ceremonies, if you will, up on stage today, like he was in, in 2020. Um, but Mahomes is going to talk. Kelsey's going to talk. Did Frank Clark get the mic the last time? No, I don't feel like he did. Get, I think I he was a little too sauced up. I, they uh, they steered clear. I feel like. Give me Frank. I come feel on. like Chris Jones didn't speak, did he, last time in no. 2020? Dude, I, I think a couple people. And Tyreek spoke for like two seconds, and then they were like, all right, all right. Quick hook. I, I feel like you got to have Chris Jones or Frank Clark with yes. the microphone today. I also think somebody on that offensive line, considering how that game went, considering how they don't win that game on Sunday. Brown Jr. That would be now. That would be something. I'm sure Zeus would love that opportunity. Dude, come on! He's the one who gave the quote that said, "Putting on an effing T-shirt." That's right. Put that guy on there. You know he's gonna be feeling juiced. He felt like he just proved everyone wrong. For anyone who in Baltimore is like, "No, you're not a left tackle." For the people who questioned the trade, Gold, right from the beginning, he has, and all the Chiefs fans who might have doubted him. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Whoever would have questioned Orlando Brown Jr. and there have been plenty of detractors and doubters during this time, he gets to shove it all in their face today. He'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, you let me go to Baltimore because you didn't think I was a Super Bowl caliber left tackle? That's weird because <laughs> I'm standing here with hundreds of thousands of people. It does seem like maybe we just won a championship. So it's like I, I love the, like, oh, we got you moments, which is what this is. This is a we got you moment, and I just – I'm happy to be here again. I was, I was a little low in energy when I woke up this morning, and now we're here, and I'm feeling Oh, how good. can you not be riding on adrenaline if you're in Kansas City? I mean, this is – these are – you know, it's weird. Normally we say this is once in a lifetime. We've been spoiled to have it twice now – 
in four years. But still, it is, as far as I'm concerned, it still really is a once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunity. We think that Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs organization is going to keep winning a bunch of Super Bowls, and I hope that's the case. I really do. But you, you still don't ever know if that actually is going to happen. And so if you didn't make it to the parade in 2020, hopefully you had a chance to make it out here. I know there's some people that came in 2020. They're not able to be here today. Hopefully you take advantage of the opportunities. And as you said, Cody, even if you're not down here yet, yeah, there's they're probably a tough place to park at this point in time, but there are still plenty You'll of people one. making their way down along the parade route, and it's way too early to give you any indication of how this crowd will compare uh, to 2020. I mean, we have a shot of the, the, the hill, of course, in front of the, the Liberty Memorial. Uh, way too early to, to find out if it's going to be anywhere near that type of crowd from 2020 or Royals-esque when it was, you know, 70 degrees outside back in 2015. A little this bit is warmer than the last year's one, though. It is much better weather than in 2020. It was, what, in the teens, I think, for that one, yeah, if not colder. Right now it's, what, 38 degrees. It feels like 31. By the time the parade really gets going, it should be in the 40s. Uh, so this is much better. It's still chilly. and balmy. And, I wouldn't go that far, but, <laughs> but it is it is definitely a, a lot better scenario than where we're at. Uh, we'll get to a little bit of the trash talk that was happening yesterday, though. That's coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. A lot of trash talk on social media. Love it. I was, I was wondering love where you're at because I love it. it. Of course, we're talking about Juju you Smith-Schuster. You're going to talk trash. That's what we've all said. That's it. You get the last laugh. You get the last laugh, and we'll get to Juju Smith-Schuster's tweets. Uh, maybe that's another guy that needs to speak at the at the parade at the podium. That. that would be fun, certainly after his tweets yesterday. But I mentioned Frank Clark and, and someone that we want to hear from. We know there's a chance this is his last time really representing Kansas City. Yep. Unless we have the same scenario play out again, like last year where we all thought he was gone, and then they end up restructuring the deal, and he ends up going through and having a really not really nice regular season compared to where he was at, but the postseason, Frank Clark turned it on yet again. I want Frank back. I'm going to say Oh, it. you're all in We're again. at the parade. Maybe I'm feeling a little loose. <laughs> I want Frank Clark back. You know why? Because he is a valuable member of this defense, and he's owed, all right, so he's owed $30 million next year. You're like, okay, yeah, that's oh, not happening. You can't pay Frank Clark $30 million. But the same situation, Gold, they're going to have to pay him $9.5 million to cut him. All right, so pay him $6 million more. He makes $15 million next year, which is the same amount he would make if he were a free agent available to any team. He stays in Kansas City. You get a $6 million defensive end as far as I'm concerned, not a $15 million one because he's going to cost you nine and a half anyway. And boom, it's done. Like, it makes perfect sense. Look, Dunlap's probably not going to come back. Karloftis should take a step forward. But I want Frank back. It's all these postseason runs and the way that when he is feeling himself, no one is, almost no one outside of Chris Jones is more dangerous than him. Like he said, and he says it when he means it. In coming into the postseason, before he played a single game, he's like, oh, I'm feeling dangerous. Like you're all in trouble. I'm feeling really Nobody good. Nobody knows better than himself, right? And that's it. And like that, that heart-to-heart he had from Andy after their tough loss in the AFC title game last year when he told him, you're a better player than this. I need more from you than this. That would have been an easy time to walk on Frank Clark. The easiest time to walk on Frank Clark would have been last offseason coming off his worst year, maybe in his worst shape, coming off his worst postseason run. But they stuck with the man, and he showed up huge. That's why he's, he's one of the big reasons, right? We're standing here in the parade, waiting here at Union Station, right here at the Westin, overlooking the parade route. It's because Frank Clark, I 
considering the way they did it last year, they can do it the identical way and just bring Frank Clark back again. The only question I would have with that is, based on how he had a much better season, remember, he was able to restructure this past year and work with Kansas City because he was coming off a really terrible season. He still only had like five and a half sacks this year. Only five and a half. That's better than what he had a year ago. And he stepped up in those big moments in the postseason. So I wonder if it's a little bit different vibe, if there's somebody else out there that might be willing to give him a little bit more. We'll see. I mean, I mean I, a multi-year deal, maybe. That's, that's, that's where you run into problems. That's yeah. where it becomes a little tricky. And these are these are questions that will have to be answered over the next couple of weeks or so. But I think certainly the appetite among Chiefs fans for Frank Clark coming back is such a different vibe today than it was this point last you want season. Back? Winning, uh, look, I, I wouldn't be against it. Um, they're going to have to have some other veterans involved on this line. You know, Carlos Dunlap, that's a guy that they brought in in the offseason pretty late during you know during camp, as a matter of fact. Frank Clark, a veteran presence. You know, I think we saw this year how impactful it is to have depth. You know, they weren't nearly as deep as the defensive front that everybody talked about for Philadelphia. But Colin, Saunders, Colin Saunders had a great year and had his moments. Mike Dana had his moments. Turk Gordon got hurt, unfortunately, early on the season. Early. So, like, they're, they're, they need multiple bodies for, I think, what was so effective for them defensively this year. They were able to rotate in some guys. So whether that's Frank Clark and Dunlap or it's two guys we don't even know yet, that wrote, they're, they're going to go out and sign some veteran guys to help them piecemeal the, the, the defensive line together. I think we I like would Frank, also though. expect them to go draft uh, another edge rusher so. as well. But I'm not against it. No, I'm not against it. I'm not as definitive as you are. Like, hey, he has to come back. Um, I, I think it's all going to come down yet again to the financial side of things. We know this organization has shown they are willing now more than ever, we saw it with the Tyree kill trade, to make the tough decision. The difference this go-around is that Frank Clark is once again kind of a back on the good side of fans, whereas a year ago a lot of fans were completely done with the guy. And to his credit, yeah. to Andy's credit, they did. They did believe in him. They gave him another chance, and he took advantage of that opportunity. You know, after after the game on Sunday, we and I were down there in the post-game area, and Frank even said, he's like, if I wanted to get a sack every single week, I could, which I, in my mind, I, you know, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit because – to your point, he knows when he can turn it on. Now, if you could tell me you're getting but a sack. But he admitted he was trying to set up Frank Clark or Chris I, Jones this year. He was. It is obviously pretty funny, though, when he's like, he can oh, get yeah. a sack every week. Well, if you could get 16 and a half or 17, Frank, go ahead, go ahead and get those 17 because you, you get a nice payday if you do that. You know, by the way, I've noticed that DJ has not yet played Super Bowl vibes. Do you think that? Did you send I don't Super know Bowl DJ. vibes or Creed is good? I want to say, I don't know. If, well, I, I don't know for sure who it is. So I don't, I, it's, the voice sounds very familiar. A longtime Kansas City Radio personality slash DJ, but I'm not. Oh, really? I, I someone bl- we got a number for. Somebody who works at Odyssey. It's not an Odyssey employee. Ah, yeah, that's gonna make it hard. Not an Odyssey employee. That's gonna make it pretty hard to to get that to get that song played. Then, huh? If you could only choose one, oh, the gosh. Creed is good oh, song, no, or Super Bowl vibes to play today. What well, would you choose? Creed is good. Yeah, I mean the Super Bowl vibes fits the parade, but Super Bowl vibes really? Super Bowl vibes? I mean, it, it wasn't your worst work. Maybe Nick has it. At some point today, we'll play. I feel like Can we, we play it one time. I feel like one we got. We, I feel like we got to play Super Bowl vibes on the show today, and today is a great day for it. I don't know if the uh, it hasn't had a second spin on this I, station yet. It deserves one more play. I don't know if the you know half a million people or however many people end up showing up to this parade need to hear it. Uh, that are actually on the route. No, I, don't know many, I know there's many of you because I see it on the text line that are standing on the parade route right now, and you're listening on the Odyssey app. So we appreciate that. Uh, that's exactly what you should be doing throughout the entire day as we will have your parade coverage here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio, and all our parade coverage is brought to you by Ag Power, who once again would like to congratulate our boys in red on winning the big game. Score big this spring with huge discounts on John Deere equipment. Visit agpower.com for more information.
So there was some Twitter beef last night. Oh, oh it was great. And it, involved, it involved Juju Smith-Schuster. He, he threw the first punch. He threw the first punch. He did, and it was a haymaker. And it, it was. So it was Valentine's Day yesterday. We'll find out how Valentine's Day went for, for Cody and Nick maybe later on uh, in the show. But Juju Smith-Schuster sends out, you know, just a little happy Valentine's Day. He says, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a heart emoji. And it's a screenshot of a, you know, a Valentine's Day digital card that says, I'll hold you when it matters most. And, and it's, it's a photo <laughs> of who? James, James Bradbury. Bradbury of the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of oh, course, got called man. for holding that eventually set up uh, the final, final uh, opportunity there for the field goal for Kansas City. So then, of course, he very quickly gets back to Philadelphia. A.J. Brown quote tweets it saying, uh-huh. first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. <laughs> You, you was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted oh, he called it TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. That was A.J. Brown calling Juju TikTok boy. Did you see that uh, Tyreek quote tweeted A.J. Brown? I did not see that. Oh, he sure did. I Ty- did see. Tyreek inserted himself into this conversation. I did see more Eagles players got involved. Darius Slay, quote tweeted, Juju said, come on, man, basically doing too much. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson said, I got more interceptions than you had touchdowns. Maybe I need to change to wide receiver. And then you're right. Tyreek Hill, quote tweeted, Juju Smith-Schuster and said, man played victim, bunch of laughing emojis. I'm logging off here. Today, he didn't play victim at all. Uh, then you got Micah Parsons subtweeting the whole. I mean, the whole league was all about Dude. this, Cody. Micah Parsons out here tweeting. Damn, social media has allowed players' social media skills uh, to be better than their football skills. Hashtag sad. So other players were kind of going what after. Better Juju. Than their, what do you mean better than their football skills? Dude, he has a Super Bowl parade to go to today. That's it. You don't it. get to dunk on their. Par- you don't get to be like, oh, better be a better football player. What do you mean? He was good enough to come to Kansas City for one year and win a damn Super Bowl. Uh, I don't mind the shot from Juju. Was it necessary? Probably not, but who cares? You can talk all you want when you win the Super Bowl. That's how this works. We said the same thing when Cincinnati, even for non-Super Bowl, just winning a couple regular season games in an AFC title game when they were 3-0 and at one point against Kansas City. We said, you know what? Hey, they can talk whatever they want. Now you got to go shut them up. Yeah. And then guess what? The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So until You're somebody have to else. You're going about it until next February. Right. Until somebody else is the champions of the National Football League, they can talk all they want. That's correct. That's you do, correct. You do, you, Juju. He sent that tweet out while he was working at Raising Cane's yesterday. Dude, that's. Look, let's admit. Here's the thing about uh, being mean on social media or making jokes that are kind of like knifey or cutting at people if they're funny it's okay this is a nick schwartz rule which is actually accurate nick you've said this before if it's funny it's all off the table that is a funny ass tweet right so he's cool here yeah yeah that's that whenever you talk about comedians saying oh you can't say anything anymore it's like no your joke just wasn't funny there's the difference. If you can make people laugh, they're going to be too busy being humored to be offended or to say you shouldn't be doing that. So and that's it. It's a funny joke. Should he have done it? Doesn't really matter. Like it was funny. Yeah. The point no, was like, to be funny. It, 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 I mean, everything came together. You just want to ring, and it happened to be Valentine's Day. So go ahead and, and make the the layup joke that's there. And this is this is by the way 
something that plenty of other players on other teams, if the moment fit the same thing for them, would have would have done it as well. Of like course. I mean, that's this isn't like oh my gosh, I can't believe Juju Smith-Schuster would have done some such a terrible thing. It's social media. It's a damn joke. They beat you in the Super Bowl. And it's the fans that I think, uh, you know, in Philadelphia that'll the, that'll the Philly you know, fans. They're the ones the, who are going to claim the, class here. The ah, ones that no, no, the no, ones no, that no, booed no. Dak for Walter Payton Man of the Year. <laughs> the ones that boo Santa Claus. The ones that were in the face With of Chiefs fans. People, yeah, sure. In hey, a concourse. By the way, did you guys see Patrick Mahomes chime in a little bit? I did not. What so, did he have to say? So, so not only did Tyreek Hill quote tweet it, he also was responding to because he was. Tyreek Hill comes off the worst of anybody in this. Tyreek Hill <laughs> quote tweeted it and was tagging Eagles players. He was tagging oh, Darius Slay. The whole thing. Like that is the that's tattletale. You're a freaking tattletale, man. And so then he he responds to one of them and says, "Bro, front running." Like he's a, like calling Juju Smith Schuster a front runner. I don't even understand the context, but it's okay, Tyreek. He's in so. front, so you're allowed to front. So um, <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes does not respond to any of it. He just sends a tweet out that said, "Man, just must be bored." Which and he's talking about Tyreek Hill. Bingo. Which I mean, his his off season started a long time ago. He doesn't have a championship parade to Dude. plan for, so I'm sure he is bored looking at his former team getting ready to embark on a championship parade today. I tell you this much: If there's one that Tyreek Hill has to sit out, it is that one. You got to sit out this conversation, man. Eagles, Micah, part almost anyone can be a part of this conversation, but you. You demanded more money. You left town. They still won a Super Bowl without you. Not a great time to be like, oh man. I mean, God, I would never talk trash like that. You talked a lot of trash. You're just sad now because you're on the outside looking in. Like I just, I, you know. Um, I don't understand it. I just don't understand any of the like notion of it. I thought it was hilarious. Also, that I hope, is a great I, tweet. I hope they're as much as you're celebrating your championship. I don't. I hope when they get the microphone around 1:45 or so, and you'll hear it live here on 610. I hope there's some trash talk from the microphone. I hope there's a joke about someone holding somebody. I hope. I hope somebody cracks a joke. That's what this is about. It's supposed to be a party. You're supposed to have fun. At the end, like truly, at the end of the day, it is still a football game. They're having fun. They, you played this sport to have fun initially when you first started Bingo. playing, and now you want a championship. So yeah, do you do whatever you want? Do do whatever you want on social media right now. And I again, I hope they take advantage of the microphone a little bit later on today. Oh, I hope he makes another holding joke. I hope Juju Smith-Schuster stands in front of that microphone and makes some other, like, I'm holding this city dear. <laughs> yeah, you know, he should just double matter. down, double down, yes. triple down, quadruple down. Who cares? Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I hope as Juju has the microphone, somebody on the Chiefs comes and, like, pulls, pulls, him, pulls him back or something, and Juju's like, you're holding me like James Bradbury or something. Yes. Something like <laughs> that has care. to happen, please. And that will be great, and the crowd will love it, and you'll be remembered forever for those moments. And we'll be playing the cuts of that years down the road. That's the kind of stuff that we expect to hear, expect to see later on today as we are broadcasting live from the Westin on the parade route. We can see Union Station, Kansas City. You look beautiful already. We've still got about an hour and a half until the parade actually starts up on 6th and Grand. When we come back here on Cody and Gold, one thing, though, that we actually learned Andy did not love that happened this offseason. We'll tell you what that is next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here live, it is parade day in Kansas City. We are at the Westin uh, Crown Center, and uh, we are awaiting the start of the parade coming up in about an hour and a half. It's Cody and Gold, and all our parade coverage is brought to you by Ag Power, who would like to congratulate our boys in red on winning the big game. Score big this spring with huge discounts on John Deere equipment. Visit agpower.com for more information. We'll still get to Nick's notable notes coming up in about 15 minutes or so. But during the break, so yeah, let me just yeah. set like, – we're, we're setting the scene. I told you we're at the Westin. It is a great view we're of up on downtown like the Kansas game City. Deck. Yeah, fourth floor-ish. And we got a great view of, of the skyline. And to our left is Union Station, the massive stage where, of course, the festivities will, will take place. The parade route in front of us is already lined with people, and there's a constant flow of more people coming down to try to find a spot. So behind us, of course, is the hotel. The actual and hotel. So if you turn, if you turn around and you look up, of course, it's all the hotel rooms, and you can see their Chiefs fan. yeah. fans looking out about. They're staying warm for now, and I didn't see it, but Cody claimed ah. something happened. Oh, yeah, not claiming anything. There was a person, completely naked, Nick. I mean, full frontal, standing there, looking out the window. I don't know if he just thought that these were, like, glass that you could only see one way out of. Like, this is a New York high rise. I'm assuming he did on purpose. But it is not. That person was very nude. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm assuming he did it on purpose, Cody. I'm assuming that actually happened. And it's you think it was on purpose? Did. You think that I, guy was naked in his window on purpose? Yes, of course. There's, there's no way. There's no way. As now we have people just flashing us on purpose. There's a gentleman to the left. So now, oh, okay. uh, so if you're listening and you're in your hotel room, thank you for listening. Um, but yes, that that probably won't be the last time that, that happens, Cody. People have been. That's drink- not going to be the people last People are already time? starting to drink a little bit, man. They've been drinking for a while. People people are lining up at four o'clock in the morning here to get the great spot for the parade. Okay, well. Um I guess it was, this is what we can anticipate. Do you the think? Rest of the day Nick, do you think if if Nick was in a hotel Wait, room? Wait, is that person nude up there? Oh god! All right, third from the top, right in the middle. Take a third picture. From the top, right in the middle. Is that uh, person naked? I don't see. I don't see. Third on the top, red jacket, person on the left. That person's naked. That person's naked, dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a man <laughs> or a woman? Take a photo. A man or a woman? A I, I think it's a dude. Uh, I think. What's it is. the average? What, what's What's your ballpark on the age? <laughs> I, that's that's Nick. That's actually what scares me a little bit, and why I don't think Cody should be taking a photo. But anyway, underage or overage? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm gonna send it just to you, Nick. Yeah. We'll put it out on social yeah. media. Send it to me, well, and yeah. then I'll, I'll put it out on social. Let, let Nick. <laughs> let Nick. Handle but let that. it be known: the gentleman has stepped away from the window briefly. But um, I believe, man, I would I would peg it at uh, mid 30s to mid 40s. If you're making me judge, did you say pegs? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Text line says, tell your on-air guys to turn around. So there are people that are in their hotel room listening, so oh we appreciate that. Uh, keep your clothes on, please. Yeah, for, you know, come on. At least until the parade starts, and then Cody <laughs> will turn around and report back and let us know <laughs> how it's going. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, I don't know. Cody did not bring his binoculars, thank goodness. I did so, not. No. I did not bring my binoculars. I didn't want that close of a view, for being honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with the... Yeah, that person's naked from this distance situation. That was, uh, in this case, I'd say that, that oh, was more than enough for Look, me. Thank everybody's you. having a great time already. And, again, the parade hasn't even started here in downtown.
Kansas City. Uh, you guys can interact with us, 913-586-7610. That is the Jays Southland Tow Service text line. Uh, but Andy Reid, right, Andy Reid uh, was part of the decision-making process, of course, anytime you trade away a star player like Tyreek Hill. Um, but Brett Veach is the one that is ultimately making these decisions, and it turns out over on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, we found out that maybe Andy really at the time didn't exactly love the Tyree kill trade. Well. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Well, that one was a little different because he understood it, but he didn't, like, love it. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was he was high-fiving for, I mean, we because it, it kind of went in, in, a, in a weird flow where we went to the Combine and we met with Drew, and we expressed interest to, you know, resign him and let's get him back here. We had some positive conversations with Drew, left the combine a week later, free agency starts, Christian Kirk deal happens, and um, Adams gets traded, and then the market went to to another world. Um, and then when there was like two days of silence from, from Drew, we were like, okay, here we go. All right, we're getting the call here. So, um, you know, then I kind of filled coaching as free agency was happening. Like, coach, I, I you know, I know – we thought we were going to go in this direction with Tyreek, but just so you know, I hadn't heard from Drew in a couple days. Uh, the receiver just signs for a ton of money in Jacksonville. Another one just gets traded. This is going to be hard because now these contracts look completely different. So, trade. Let's all put that on our radar. Let's see what uh, radar. Let's see what it looks like. But let's not be surprised by these possibilities. And then as the day goes on, it, it's like one of those looks more likely, looks more likely, and then Coach, yeah, it's going to happen. So it was kind of like a buffering period for me where I wasn't hitting him with just one shot. It was kind of leaking it. So <laughs> it, it bits and pieces where when it finally came, you know, to the decision day, I mean, Coach was already, you know, just like death by a thousand cuts. He, he had kind of known it was coming. So that was Brett Veach on the Pat McAfee show, basically saying at some point in time, Andy just realized it's ha- like it's it's happening. But his initial reaction is like, don't like that. That well, doesn't look, sound good I mean, at all. Trading away uh, a top three, top five wide receiver, who, by the way, still had an amazing year for Miami. So it's not like oh, suddenly the skill, no, nobody was doubting the skill set and what Tyreek Hill was. didn't make Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is an elite-level wide Absolutely. receiver all on his own. A- yeah. Absolutely. And, and as far as the, the, the player himself, Tyreek Hill is, is simply incredible. That has not, that has not changed. But that move – Still, to me, is part of the equation of why I consider Brett Veach the best general manager in football now, man. Like, to, to, to have that conversation that was obviously a difficult decision to make, recognizing that he still is everything we just described that Tyreek Hill is, and they were willing to make that move, take a big risk. It wasn't a popular trade by no. much of the fan base by any means. In fact, that's what prompted all the discussion about, oh, man, what are they doing? Is this, is this the year where they don't win the AFC West? And how are they going to win a championship? And what do they do? They, they go out. And they set themselves up better for the future, and now they're coming off a championship as well. And it is—you couldn't have dreamt of how this all turned out. Even I think Brett Veach, the most optimistic, no sense, way. Yeah. Uh, didn't think they were still going to roll out the number one offense in football, win 14 games, be the number one seed, set themselves up for the future. In addition to you know it, it, the whole Super Bowl parade thing we're at, it could not have gone any better for the Chiefs. Not only in the result with the championship, but now. The, the, the payoff as well, that you, you get both ends of it. You got the success right away, and it sets you up so much better for 23, 24, and beyond. And that's what's terrifying, should be terrifying, for the rest of the NFL. Dude, it's – that should have been Andy's I, – I can't even imagine that initial conversation. Like, hey, Andy, so um, – because he, he made it sound like he's already warning him, right? Like he's already pre-warning him that 
hey, you know, this deal's going to get done. We th we're feeling pretty good about it, right? Like, you know, this is how the deal's kind of going to go. So he's already kind of informed him, we're probably going to sign Tyreek. And then a couple of days later, he's got to be like, oh, uh, hey, Andy, so um, you know that whole, like, Devontae Adams trade and this other deal? Yeah, that kind of screwed us. Uh, so bad news. Uh, there's a chance we might have to trade Tyreek, but don't worry. We're not there yet. Maybe it'll be fine. And then a couple days later, he's like, yeah, dude, we're trading Tyreek. So I guess just buckle up because that thing is happening now. Andy's initial reaction should be that. Because imagine, like, thinking you're Andy, like, okay, well, that's the easiest guy in the world to scheme open. I got the fastest player in the league who happens to be one of the best route runners in the league. I got one of the most talented wide receivers. And I'm better at scheming people wide open than anyone else. That's a dream scenario, Gold. And then to be like, now nah, you're not going to have that anymore. What you're going to have is, you know, track star and MVS who's never had more than about 700 yards receiving. You're going to have Juju Smith-Schuster who's coming off an injury who had 1,400 yards once, but it was four years ago. You still have Travis, so we got that going for you. I mean, I'm sure my initial reaction would be like, nah, that's not a good idea. But yet, yet, it all worked out. Of course he didn't like it at the time. <laughs> Who cares now, right? I've never felt better about a trade in retrospect than this. It's going to go down as, like we talked about, remember when we talked about like signing Tyree Kill, or we talked about like, or, uh, or uh, all the different trades that have happened. Yeah, trading for Orlando Brown. Trading for Orlando Brown Jr., signing Tyron Matthew, the greatest moves in Chiefs franchise history. You can now make an argument. The trading of Tyree Kill was the single greatest move outside of drafting Patrick Mahomes in this franchise's history. Like, it's going to set them up for all the future. They still won the damn Super Bowl. We're standing at a Super Bowl parade, yeah, they're, and they're <laughs> better positioned moving forward than they would have been. Right. You couldn't have had a better result. You, you won the championship without them, and then now you – Best you, trade you, in Chiefs history. Best trade in Chiefs history. Not, I don't think it's close. Oh, I, wait. Do I have to uh, draft day trades? Yeah. Player trade. Okay, draft day okay. trade. Okay. <laughs> they trade it up. They trade Hold it up. Hold on. Then it's trade for thank, thank the Buffalo Bills Player for that, trade. by the way. Still, I do want to give a shout-out to Buffalo. You know, thank you shout so out much. Shout-out, Buffalo. Shout-out, Buffalo. Thank you so much, by the way, for allowing that trade to be possible because we probably are not sitting here at our second championship parade for the Chiefs and our third championship parade that this city has seen in the last decade if it's not for the Buffalo Bills allowing the trade to happen there on draft day to get Patrick Mahomes who is going to go down as at minimum now the second or third best quarter or best player and quarterback and has a chance with where he's pacing to go down as the best to do it in the league's history which that, is simply remarkable that's always the thing it's like like we got little topics planned and we know we're at the parade and it doesn't start till noon so we can't like describe the action to you yet because it hasn't started what you need to know is that we're standing in front of hundreds of thousands of people probably already. The lawn at the Liberty Memorial is starting to really back up two-thirds of the way up the hill already. So if you're coming down, there's still a little bit of room for you, but it's starting to get very crowded. But the Mahomes thing is an easy thing. I thought you were going to say we should have brought a six-pack of beer, a little 12-pack. Dude, 30, if, we if somebody brought, would bring me beer right now, should have brought some I'll beer. walk downstairs to the front of the West. We did thing. have some Someone's beer. Someone's got a couple beers for me? We, Text, text, 913 Gold's we'll got the text line pulled up. We did have some beers in 2020. That was This was uh, something that we definitely dropped the ball on. We should have brought some beer out here. I don't know what the situation was going to be. I, we hadn't broadcast it. It was obviously a huge mistake. It was a huge mistake. But if someone's <laughs> here, if you're down near the front of the Westin, I can leave this show for 10 minutes. Gold will let me leave the show for 10 minutes for some beer, right? For beer, yes. For, for beer. For beer, it's definitely Not worth Not just for nothing, for beer. To yeah. go downstairs and get some beers. I think so. I, I, I think so I'll just well. lean over the front of the gate. 913-586-7610. You tell me on the text line where I can get a couple of beers from you. I will come down. As a matter of fact, I even got cash. If you're forcing me to pay for them, I'll pay for them. Boy, you think they're just going to give it you for free? Why do you think you're getting free stuff, uh, People Cody? are in a good mood. You just That's think you're why. getting free stuff all the time, People huh? People are in a good mood. 
They want to give you free things. You mean they got Super Bowl vibes? I tell you what, you got beer for me, 913-586-7610. You can get it to me at the front of the Westin. I will, in turn, it has to be a few, I don't have it on me now. I will give you some confetti from the Super Bowl field. <laughs> that seemed, there you go. I think that's we a better can, trade. Barter system. That's a better trade. Barter yeah. system. You get a little Super Bowl confetti. If you've got some beers for me down here in front of the Westin. That seems like a good deal for everybody. We will get to Nick's notable notes coming up in about five minutes or so. One, one guy we just mentioned in, in trades and, and all that was Orlando Brown Jr. And now if you look uh, ahead a little bit, I, I don't think you can go into next season without having at least one of your tackles back next season. Are you going to really try to replace your left and right tackle? Look what Orlando Brown Jr. just did in the Super Bowl. Look what Andrew Wiley just did in the Super Bowl. Both those guys are going to garner massive deals unless you tag Orlando Brown Jr. again. Andrew Wiley, of course, is not somebody you're tagging, so it's either get a new deal done with him or you're going to lose your right tackle. I don't think they're going to be able to necessarily retain both of them. But to me, you got to like to. Well, of course. Uh, I think you you, you got to go next year with at least one of them, though. You don't want to replace both of your tackles. As much as we're talking about being set up for the future, you don't want to replace both of your tackles. But now the it's price, just weird. Who would you rather it be? So Andrew Wiley, positional value um, at right tackle. His like if you look at his career arc as a guy that was most people thought just a spot starter, and to where he's at, like I think he's going to have to cash in when the time's right, or now that the time is right in terms of where his value is. I think somebody else is going to. I don't want to say overpay because you are you're worth what you're worth, and he's certainly worth and earned every penny that he's about to get. I, I think Andrew Wiley is someone that you're going to probably have to, to to let walk. I know we don't really talk about guys leaving today and all that, but that's probably my answer. Is probably that's the guy you would you would not pay. Look, I really do hope because the offensive line. I know we talked about it right after the game. What a performance! Still, dude, what a performance that they had. Honestly, I, I, you know, like, I'm still a little leery about paying Orlando Brown Jr. that amount of money. Well, you can still tag him again, man. That's still what I, I still would just do that. I kind of like riding it out I'd a little still bit. still double yeah. tag. I still think there's a chance that both these guys end up back here in Kansas City. I know we don't like to talk about people leaving in championship parades, but I also <laughs> like to bring in the fact that this might be the last time we get to see him as a chief. You know, like, it's not like sometimes they get to have their final big, incredible moment for Kansas City on this stage today. It's fun to see everyone come through because you and I both know there's about two-thirds of the ro- – you know, about half the roster is not under contract next year. We don't know how many of these guys are going to return. I want to soak in the fact that they're going to be here. When we start talking about those players, it's like, I yeah. how do you retain both? I start leaning towards Wiley because he's a solid I think he's. I think it's going to cost you a lot more than you think, though, because of what Dude, he's been think? able to do. I, I think somebody would be Someone's willing to, to pay him. Someone's just going to shell out big money? I believe so. He's, he's earned it. He's, he's been fantastic. He played – the entire season for this Chiefs offensive line. He was someone in camp we were talking about, you know, what, what is this going to be his job all year? I think you had a conversation that you were suggesting with me in week 9 or 10. Like, you're like, basically try somebody else. Weren't happy at that time with his performance. He turned it on, though, and got better and better as the season went on. So did Brown. That so entire offensive line. line was incredible on Sunday, not giving up a single sack, as we know, to that vaunted Philadelphia Eagles front. Zero sacks allowed and that doesn't happen without both your tackles playing phenomenally and they did i just i you know what it's it's like the portions of the offensive line you can keep together and the portions of the offensive line you can't that's or the team right it's always like what are the pieces that matter the most and we know we're standing here at the super bowl parade because of Mahomes, chris jones andy reed like we know patrick you know we, we know we know these big core players who get to be here for both runs which is already a limited number it's already a small group. There's so many. That's what's fun about this. There's so many players who are experiencing this for the first time. Like our guy Creed Humphrey. This is the first yeah. time he's going through this. 
It's, he wasn't a part of the last one. This is his first Super Bowl championship. He's getting to do this thing for the first time. He's going to be hammering beers on the parade route. Like, it's fun to see these guys get to go through this for the first time, too, even though we're lucky enough to get to do this now for a second time for the Chiefs, third time since 2015 because of the Royals. We are broadcasting live from the parade route at the Westin right across from Union Station. The parade will start here in just over an hour, but let's get to Nick's Notable Notes back in the studio. Write something down. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys. Alex, thank you, as always, for the time to present my notes to you. You know, that last conversation you were having about Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley kind of got me thinking. You know, the offseason's here, boys. Like, the, the parade's today, <laughs> and then the offseason's here. So it begins tomorrow. That's right. I was thinking maybe we could do a little off-season crystal ball. I'll give okay. you some guys, and you guys have to put your official stamps on what you think's going to happen. Will they resign with the Chiefs, or will they go somewhere else? You guys game? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Alex, you okay? I need a verbal oh, yes. Ready, man. I need yeah, a verbal what yes. What am I in the exit? You. What am yeah, I in the verbal ex- what, what am I in an exit row of an, of an aircraft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a nod will not suffice. Okay, first up, you guys just mentioned him. Probably the biggest one, Orlando Brown Jr. Does he stay a chief? Does he go somewhere else? I think he's back. I'm starting to lean the other way. I feel like he's yeah. back yeah. for at least a year. I won't say long term, but I think he's back. I think he's back, and they tag him again. That's kind of been where I've, I've been at for the last couple of months, and, and certainly watching his performance on Sunday. I think we, we recognize he's capable in, in the biggest stage against some of the best defensive fronts to to step up. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get frustrated at times. That's why you tag him. You don't give him the five-year deal that makes him the highest paid left tackle, but on a double tag, and it still gives you, leaves your options open if the right trade comes about, yeah, that, that's what I would do. All right, the other guy just mentioned Andrew Wiley. What do you guys think? Official official uh, prediction for Andrew Wiley. If I'm saying Orlando Brown's back, I feel like I have to assume Wiley's gone. Yeah, I just told you, I think he's the odd, you know, the, the quote-unquote odd man out. He's just the rip packs, he, man. Somebody, he's your guy. He is. He does rip packs. We never got a rip pack of football cards or baseball cards. It just didn't happen. Maybe this maybe this offseason if he stays in Kansas City. Um, but I just think because of his performance and how, how great of a year he had, somebody's going to look at that and, and willing to, to make them uh, him their you know franchise right, right tackle. And he's going to get a, a big multi-year deal. He's earned Super every Bowl penny. Tax, and I, I just don't know. Yeah, it's absolutely the Super Bowl tax. This happens. I mean, if we're talking about keeping this guy or that guy, there, there are going to be individuals that aren't able to be retained. And I, I do think that might be the answer. All right, next up, Juju Smith-Schuster signed a one-year prove-it deal. Did he prove it enough? I think he's gone. Maybe I'm way off here. I feel like they learned their lesson of, eh, we'll find another wide receiver. I know it's thin at wide receiver, but I think they'll just they'll say, all right, MVS, you got to set up. Whoever we draft's got to step up. Sky Moore, take a leap. Whatever it is, I feel like they'll talk themselves into whatever that price tag is, it can't work, at least on that end. Uh, you know, I, I think for Juju – his is going to truly depend on what he thinks uh, his value is in Kansas City versus what his value is somewhere else, right? I mean, if somebody else is going to give him a two- or three-year deal, uh, I think it it gets really tricky and, and, and almost impossible to, to come back. Yeah, the multi-year um, deal part hurts. So I, I'll go ahead and say that that he's not back with this football team. I know the comments yesterday that even he made. Even for like even, a two-year deal? Two-year deal, it would have to be incentive-laden again, I would think. I, I think – he fits this offense so well, though. That's the thing. Like, if I'm Kansas City, I, I want him back. You guys know I'm, I'm kind of a Juju Smith-Schuster fan anyway. 
from when he TikTok was signed. Boy? Uh, I am a fan of TikTok wow. boy. Um, I don't know why I don't know why I you was had to just throw joking. shots at him. I'm um, not. I but was I, like, I, I think he should wear it with a badge would, of honor. I, so I think he's not back, but I'll tell you, I, I would love Juju back in Kansas City. I think he's a great fit for this offense. Uh, he's fun as well as we've learned with his tweets. Like he's someone that's fun for, for covering the team. Uh, he's a good he's a good quote at times after games. So he's great. Uh, yeah, Juju. I would love back, but I'm worried that he's he's going to get a nice offer somewhere else. All right, McCole Hardman. Oh. No, he's he to me he's gone. To right? Me, to me, he's gone. I, you know, the odds increased with the injury. Unfortunately, that he would be back just because it hurt his value, and he really had no stats this year because of it. Uh, I still think they might just move on. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, to me, fill both of those the, the roles that he can serve. Like I don't think they need three of the same type of player. Yeah, I think you step up somebody else. I think McCole's gone. That one, I, that one, I'm not even thinking too hard about. Although because of the injury. I guess, like, they sneak in these, like, one-year injury guys every once in a while. It's like, one-year deal. But I think it's no. I think he's gone. Cody, the the amount of of flip-flopping you did there in about 15 seconds (laughs) to say it's not even – I'm not even thinking about it. And then you go, well, you know. I know. (laughs) I like to think every once in a while one surprise to me. They always bring somebody back that I'm like, wait, him? Okay, we'll circle back on him for you next week, Cody. Okay, two more, guys. Juan Thornhill. Gone. Yeah, I think they made their decision. That Um, one I'm not going to think about. Long gone. Yeah, I think they made their decision, guys, when they drafted Brian Cook. I think they, that was already setting up if Brian Cook develops the way they want it. They spent money in free agency on Justin Reed. Um, I think that's another guy that, you know, do you want to invest and spend another uh, type of free agent contract at the safety spot when you, you already did on Justin Reed, you've got Brian Cook, go and sign some, low, you know, quote-unquote yeah. lower-level veteran to compliment. I don't know, like Juan Thornhill might get a nice contract this offseason. Again, you can't sign everybody. Well, and the thing is, I mean, like you said, with the Brian Cook thing, that's the Dorsey model. Draft the guy the year before you need to replace him. Yeah, you got to look ahead. Brian Cook played well in that Super Bowl. That feels like the move that they were working towards. All right, last one for you guys. He was a late addition to the roster this last offseason. Could he come back for another year? Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, I think he's back. I don't know why. He's a 30-year-old running back. He's going to cost like $3 million. Every time somebody's like, he might cost too much. No, he's not. He's going to be one year, $3 million, wherever he plays. Might as well be here in Kansas City where he is a damn near perfect fit for what they do on offense. Pacheco and McKinnon, then it doesn't matter what you do at running back at the third spot. It can be any other Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, any other running back you can think of that played in the league at some point that's going to also sign a one-year $2 million deal, and that's how you do the position. So I, I think he's back. Yeah, not as confident as you are, but I think if they can trade Clyde in the offseason – that also makes the decision, you know, as another late offseason signing for uh, for McKinnon. Remember, he, he didn't sign because of the injury until pretty late in the offseason. I could see it dragging out. Like, I don't think he's going to be one of the early free agent signings. I think yeah. this could this could be a, a signing in May. I'll go ahead and say he's back. I think you always just have to be careful because you don't know when the drop-off is going to happen. He's not their bell cow back, but still. Like, he is over 30. Like, all of a sudden, he just might not have yeah, it anymore. It's a one-year right? deal. You're right. going to pay him a lot you, of money. You may, you may just not have it anymore. If they believe there's still something there, this is what happened after. So, Damian Williams, of course, in 2019, the Chiefs kind of felt like, or Daryl Williams, even in 20, 2021, yeah. they yeah, kind of felt like, they're like, back. okay, we kind of got every, all the tread off that tire, right? You're right. It, and they were correct on that. So the question is, do they think that's happened with McKinnon? I, I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't appear that that's the case. But do they think that's if that if they think there's still stuff there uh, um, uh, and more tread on the tires, if you will, then then I think McKinnon would be back. Okay, guys, and those are verbally binding predictions. So got it. Verbally got binding? It. I'm not allowed yeah, to so waver, legal, move? Yeah, legally, you are oh, not man. allowed to change your mind on any of those. So I hope you're happy with what you said. Okay. Well. Those uh, were Nick's notable notes. We are broadcasting live from the parade here on 610 Sports Radio, and it is brought to you by Ag Power. 
who would like to congratulate our boys in red on winning the big game. Score big this spring with huge discounts on John Deere equipment. Visit agpower.com for more. Coming up next, we'll be about an hour away from the start of this championship parade in downtown Kansas City. And now that you know we've had a day, who actually gets more credit on the players' side for us being here today? We'll do that. And the toughness was clear from Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to miss some of the sound from the Super Bowl next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 